Hello, and welcome to Is This Horny? The podcast where we ask life's hardest question. Is this horny? I'm E, and I'll be your hot professor sex fantasy as we go on this journey of learning and self-discovery. As always, let's begin with some self-reflection. Ask yourself, are you horny? I'll ask, am I horny? Well, I've started to develop an allergy to whatever the fuck is in the air recently, and it makes me feel like I just finished doing some major fellatio. Uh, And I also am constantly feeling like I just cried for an hour. Um, So I guess you could say I'm feeling neutral. Uh, so today we have a bunch of, uh, quote, nerd culture things ready for you, because all the questions I got this week are from horny little nerds. Um, as always, if you want to answer your, if you want me to answer your inquiries, uh, just shoot me an email at isthishorny at gmail.com, or if you just have any general comments about this podcast, like, it's bad, or that you wish that I would stop making it, <laughs> I'll read it, Probably. Uh, so let's dig in. Our first question is from Steven, who asked if Pokemon as a whole is horny. Thank you, Steven. Um, so this is a very heavy question to open up the podcast with. Let's 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 bite down into this. So Pokemon is a majorly successful video game franchise started in 1996, uh, in which you catch monsters and you make them fight other monsters uh in a lot of ways it's a cockfighting simulator and in other ways it's more of just like a pet simulator um so in terms of that it's like not very horny at all but there are some pretty horny pokemon designs like there's lopany the bunny who is designed to look like a playboy bunny and then she mega evolves he or she you know gender neutral uh, Mega evolves into a bunny with ripped tights, um, and I'm a fan of Lopany, but I will concede that that is a very hornfully charged design. Um, there's also the entire Matchup evolution, uh, evolution line, which is basically the embodiment of gay mask for mask culture. You know, they have biceps, and like some of them have four biceps, uh, abs, gigantic pegs and uh, eventually Speedos. And there are actually canonical illustrations released by Pokemon that show a bunch of girls being like very obviously attracted to these like muscle boy monster things, um, <laughs> which is like kind of uncomfortable, but like understandable because they are very sexy. Also, there's like a this plot line in I think Pokemon 3 the movie or Pokemon the third movie, um, the one with Latias and Latios, where Latias had, like, a very heavy crush on, um, the main character of the anime, uh, Ash, Ka- uh, Ash Ketchum, um, and I think the weird thing was that this crush was actually mutual, like, um, Latias at one point, I think, transformed into a girl, and Ash was, like, chasing her, like, around Venice, like, fantasy Venice, and... And then, and it was, like, very, like, ooh, like, I'm a coy little, I'm a coy girl, and, like, you should come catch me. And then they kiss at one point. And, like, this crush wasn't just when Latias was in girl form. Like, this crush continued while Latias was a weird plane dragon. Um, And, like, I think that was a really big plot. Like, that was a point in the movie that Latias was very horny for Ash. And 
Ash was horny for Latias. So, like, yeah, that's a thing. Also, um, like, actually one of my favorite images on this earth is that of uh, Meowth and Cyndaquil suckling on a Miltank's teats. Um, and actually in-game, Miltank has an ability to heal you with milk. Um, so, like, that's that's not that horny, arguably, but it doesn't, like, exactly help the case for it to not be horny. So, like, sadly, I think I'll have to say that Pokemon as a whole is, like, very horny. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to this next question. At FatGayDragon on Twitter ask, asked, is time traveling horny? I have to know. Great question, Fat Gay Dragon. Um, well, time traveling is something I'm not too familiar with, but as always, I'll try my very best. So, time traveling involves, like, going back in time and, like, stopping yourself from being born or something? Like, I've actually only seen half of Back to the Future and a little bit of that movie where Matthew McConaughey is a sad space dad. Um, so, like... <sighs> Based on those movies, I think you have to go back in time and your mom wants to have sex with you and you start to turn transparent. Um, also, time traveling involves going into wormholes or being on fire, and both of those are actually intrinsically horny, um, as we all know. Uh, also, like I'm assuming that you can time travel into the future and like have kinky, kinky sex with like the future version of yourself, but like he's like he or she or they is like just, like, more wizened and mature and, like, probably generally hairy, um, and, like, that's really fun and horny, uh, also, like, I don't know if, like, why you would time travel if you weren't horny, like, you, I think uh, if I was time traveling, like, I would go back in time and go see what that horny bitch Emily Dickinson was up to in that room, um, or, like, be, like, Abraham Lincoln's, like, sexy affair boy, um, or, like, you know, I, I honestly would go into the future and, like, fuck with myself heavy. Um, so, like, time travel, obviously, like, is definitely very horny. <laughs> um, thanks, Fat Gay Dragon. Um, so this brings me to my next question. I think it was sent to me by Abe, who asked, uh, Are board games in general horny? If so, which is the horniest? Well, Abe, uh, I think now would be an appropriate time for a callback to a previous episode where someone asked if Monopoly, the board game, was horny. Uh, the, the answer I actually came to a conclusion with was no. Monopoly isn't actually horny. Um, you know, it's, it's about greed, it's really boring, uh, but board games as a whole? Like, I think in general, you play board games with your family on... And that's not very horny. I often find myself, like, really bored and unstimulated while I'm playing board games. Um, and there, I mean, like, I, there's just a really visceral, like, board game experience that I have. Like, a very, like, in my mind, um, you set up your board game, like, on, on your itchy living room floor and you're all, like, kind of laying or sitting down. Um, or it, it might be hardwood, in, that way, in which case it's just cold and uncomfortable. And it's, like, it's, like, a little too, like, idyllic American family for me. Um, so, that's, that's how I feel so far. But, um, there is a board game 
who that's like sorry and i'm like honestly i don't forgive you <laughs> or there's guess who and like i don't like what if i don't want to guess who like this is a little shallow to judge people based on how they look like that's a little how do you say shitty <laughs> um and i think just board games in general are mean like they're just mean they're a mean way to spend time and a mean thing to impose on someone else like if you're for you to be like hey guys let's play a board game like that's so violent to me and i think violence is not that horny but like if i had to choose which the horniest would be it'd definitely be jenga <laughs> like just think about that so yeah board games in general not horny which is the horniest jenga uh that brings me to the next question brian asked is hacking horny so I'm assuming this is computer hacking, not um, like hacking down a tree, because like who would assume that? So hacking in general is about like moving your fingers really fast under a time limit, uh, like to achieve something or to get inside of something, right? Um, there's also like in movies this sort of uh, trope where it has to be done like really, really fast, right? And it's like usually in a dark room, there's leather involved and people are like yelling at you to go faster and the hacker's like i'm almost done like <laughs> y'all <laughs> also there's the classic like hacker catchphrase uh i'm in like da -da 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 -da, like that little typing noise like i'm in <laughs> um and like to say i'm in is like horny in general um and then in tv shows like mr robot and how to get away with murder Hackers are, like, shown to be these, like, excruciatingly sexy and, like, attractive people. Like, you're, you, one could argue that Rami Malek in Mr. Robot is not attractive, but I would say that that person's wrong. Um, so, and Ollie in How to Get Away with Murder, uh, I think his name is Conrad Ricamora, is, like, a so hot. <laughs> like, I would let him hack into my body anytime. But that's besides the point of this show. So, is hacking horny is, like, moving your fingers really fast to achieve something in the dark with leather while people are screaming, like, yeah, it's horny. Hacking is horny. So that brings us to uh, our next segment, um, Wikipedia Asks, or Hornypedia, where Wikipedia randomly generates an article and... I interpret that as Wikipedia asking me if that article is horny. And so today, Wikipedia randomly generated um, is Doug Powell, parentheses musician, comma, apologist, horny. So for those of you who don't know Doug Powell, um, he was actually born Douglas William Powell uh, in October on October 9th, 1965 in Massachusetts. And Wikipedia describes him as an American musician, Christian apologist, author, graphic designer, and programmer. So he's living a very busy life. Wow. Um, so Christian Powell, he, it's, what's interesting is that all of his works in, in terms of music, all those links are actually read. So his music, I guess, is not that relevant. His genre is described as power pop, alternative rock, and progressive rock. So very interesting, Doug Powell. But what I'm more interested in is this section called apologetics. In the late 1990s, Powell became interested in Christian apologetics. Ooh, that sounds fun. He actually 
entered the Masters of Apologetics program at Biola University. And what I like about this is that apologetics is just a very vague thing to major in. Um, and actually, his graphic design work is also like very involved in Christian apologetics, it seems like. He's developed apps such as Eyewitness, uh, Jesus Eyewitness, New Testament Eyewitness, and Eyewitness Biblical Archaeology. So that's very interesting. And he's also, like, graphic designed those. Mm, so far, I'm not feeling very horny for Doug Powell. I'm not getting a horny aura from him, if you know what I mean. But he's actually associated with the band Sixpence None the Richer. And if you don't know who Sixpence is, um, they're an American alternative Christian rock band, but they're known for songs like Kiss Me and uh, There She Goes, two songs that personally make me feel very horny, although they're not intrinsically horny. That's more of my own prerogative. And, uh, like, as much as I love Sixpence and the Richer, I think in general Christian alt music is not <laughs> that horny. Um... And I think that we can all agree that Doug Powell, parentheses, musician, comma, apologist, is, like, not that horny. <laughs> wow, yikes. Okay. I wanted to, before we close out the show, uh, just give a shout-out to Tetris Attacks Yo for leaving me a very comprehensive uh, iTunes review. Um, thank you so much. Uh, please leave me iTunes ratings and reviews. It really helps. I'm probably, like the least popular podcast that exists on iTunes. Um, so yeah, if you do that, it'll actually boost me up into a place where people might actually see this podcast. Um, and if you do, I'll give you a shout out. So yeah, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, I hope that you have learned as much about yourself and the world as I have today. Uh, you can find me at cute flush on everything and this pound, this pot, this pound cast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, remember to keep it horny, internet.